What's good? What's good, people? Welcome to another edition of Polishit here on the Got What You Need Network. Of course, I am your host, Sky. Hope everybody is doing well. Um, <clears throat> Today, we're going to talk about this migrant crisis. Um, we're going to also talk about um, the pronoun police out there, man. Um, really... Um, I don't know, I think they're really muddying the water in regards to educating people in regards to transgender. So we'll talk about that. And um, it just seems that Tasha K hasn't learned her lesson. Um, but let's start with um, the migrant crisis. Um, let's start here. The federal government isn't doing enough and it's to the point where as politically motivated and cruel and humane as the moves that are being made by Greg Governor Greg Abbott from Texas is doing he's all almost getting a sympathetic tone from people in the cities that are being affected and even in some places in Texas. Um, as of this recording, we had news of 6,000 migrants traveling um, from Central America headed toward the Mexican border. Now, there are currently talks between the um, U.S. government and the Mexican government um, in regards to housing some of these migrants in Mexico. Um, I want to, like, let's, let's stop there. <clears throat> and I want people that listen to this podcast and when it's posted under it um, or email me, movingskyward at gmail.com. Um, you can tweet me at Hagen Skyland, S-K-Y-L-Y-N, one N, um, on, on, on Twitter, um, um, Skyward, um, M-G, um, underscore, um, on, I, on IG, and the same thing, I believe, on Threads. And what's the thing where... Migrants from Central America don't go to South America. You have some of like the most exclusive, expensive um, resorts, beaches, whether you're talking Brazil, whether you're talking Argentina, whether you're talking Chile. But everybody's headed north and only the one country, the United States. And this isn't about who can come and who can't or whatever. I want the question answered about with, with people watching what's going on. I feel like they're saying, oh, well, hey, if, if, if we go there, it might be hard, but they'll give us a place to stay. And they'll and they'll set and they'll set us up, and it's people here that's saying, "Wait a minute, 
we got people in this country that need these services that we seem to never can get. They're always being cut by the government, this, that, and the other. Yet, we have money, it seems, for everything else. We're not going to even talk about the money that was sent to Ukraine and um, sent to Israel. I'm not talking about it from a pro or anti. I'm just saying that billions of dollars have already been spent um, this year. <laughs> well, last year, excuse me, in regards to um, wars in and, and, and both of those places. And it's people here in America that are saying, well, why can't um, resources be diverted to the border? Um, and why can't resources be allocated to a solution between Mexico and some other Central American countries that aren't totally ran by um, corrupt governments and cartels to find ways to house people coming from countries where there's trouble. Um, and just going back to Greg Abbott, and sorry about the pause, um, because it's, it's so much to cover with, with, this, um, with this subject, and I want to make sure I get it all in. But then going back to, to Governor Abbott, like I said, He's an idiot, man, um, and he's coming from a straight political um, angle, but what does he do when migrants are coming by the thousands and mixed in with the migrants are the usual people smuggling drugs and guns and other nonsense through there? So... Um, you got people at the border, not people, but I guess border patrol at the border, um, you know, Texas Rangers and what have you. And not like, so they, you got the legal border crossings where, like I said, they got to watch for all types of legal stuff coming through. Shit, they got to watch for the people being smuggled. But now, um, in between the legal crossings, you gotta you gotta have people and resources because once again by the thousands they're crossing um, shallow areas of the Rio Grande and I covered this on a, another podcast I did not and do not agree with buoys with barbed wire being put in the shallow parts to force people out to the deeper parts because people are getting caught in the barbed wire and are drowned. So that is not a way to deter people from crossing the border because, as you see, they are still crossing anyway. Once again, man, like no one is right here. Um, and I'm definitely not defending Governor Abbott, but the, the Biden administration does not get let off the hook. Recently, we had the Ukrainian um, president come all the way to this country in the middle of a war to ask for money for his war. Yet, no money is being allocated to the border. And I, I, I know before some of my Democratic friends who are listening are going to say, yeah, but the House Democrats passed. Look, 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 look. 
You can make an executive order on everything. You can make executive orders in regards to allocating money to these sanctuary cities that are being just devastated by getting upwards of 4,000 migrants per week. Sometimes they just dropped off anywhere in the city. In the, in, in, I think we talk in Chicago, Denver, and New York City, even though a plane landed in Philly, but as soon as they got to Philly, they, were, they boarded buses and um, were up 95 to New York City in the middle of the night. And speaking of that, um, because of dynamics like that, New York, Denver, and Chicago have passed a new law where um, private bus companies will be required to only drop off migrants at designated areas between 8.30 a.m. and 12 p.m. Monday through Friday. If they violate this, they'll be subject to fines, lawsuits, as well as um, possible impounding of their buses. So even where all the even with these cities being overran pretty much and like resources um, are just depleted, they're still not saying we're not gonna take them. They're saying in order to properly process them and know who's coming into our cities, these private bus companies need to stop taking part in these political shenanigans. And if you do decide to take part in them, then you do put your your bus company in danger of um, lawsuits and um, you know fines, losing losing your buses and, and and that type of stuff. And it's about time that these cities have tried to at least um, do something. Uh, you know, you can't just sit there with your hands up. But um, I don't want to get lost in this is that i'm gonna say this again the biden can't not campaign the biden administration is not doing enough and to be allowing cities where you're going to need votes um this year <laughs> in november oh my god to to have um once again, thousands, four, upwards of 4,000 migrants per week coming to their city and no federal funds being allocated there to um, help pay the private hotel companies, to, um, to get food to these people, to help the nonprofits. Nothing, 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 nothing. Just speeches and, and pointing to... Um, a, a border law, I mean, a border bill that's I've been guess being held in limbo um, in the House of Representatives. I'm gonna say this again. I've seen executive orders for so many things. I think DACA um, under President Obama was an executive order. That's why it was it was able to be um, taken out as soon as Donald Trump got in office, because if you pass one executive order, um, that executive order could then be taken out by your successor. But my whole thing is, hey, allow that to happen. But in the meantime, you need to reinforce these cities, not just because you need their votes, because the city has current citizens that pay taxes 
that work there, that live there, they owe those resources to their citizens. And and they owe those resources to their, their current homeless community to get them off the streets and out of shelters and into homes or whatever. And to allow this large number of people to be bussed and flown into these cities um, on some political stunt and for uh, a federal government to sit back and do nothing is very disheartening. So when I see people, you know, fed up with um, the Biden administration and uh, and then I, I see some of my um, my staunch Democratic friends like, yo, it's not, we don't have time for that. They, I understand the clear and present danger that Donald J. Trump um, presents. But it can't, that can't be like what gives Biden a pass for this inaction. You know, this isn't anything against any group of people or anything like that. This is saying that I'm seeing a dynamic to where people in various countries and Central and in sometimes South America are walking pretty much thousands of miles. And it would be thousands of miles if they went to South America. But my whole thing is we can't keep letting these countries have some of the most exclusive resorts for the rich and famous to come and vacation or whatever and then not be able to feed your citizens in the surrounding areas. And until we get rid of like that dynamic, um, we're gonna have situations like this to where people say, I know it's bad where I'm at, and it might be bad in the United States, but it ain't that bad. Um, I see other people that look like me going there and I'm hearing that, you know, they they got to a place where they found help and, you know, they're on their way to getting a start or whatever. And and, and, that, and that's what they want to do. My, my thing is um, all the nine corrupt countries or whatever should take part in this. And it shouldn't just be on the United States for that. And for the ones who do make it to the border and get through or are bust or flown into these cities or whatever, then it's up to the federal government, whether it was a Democrat or a Republican, to step in and, and provide some resources. I feel bad for the private hotel companies that, that are still complaining that they haven't been reimbursed for months of not being able to make money through tourism and business um, people coming to their place because they were um, asked to house migrants in exchange for, you know, being paid, you know, being paid for, for these rooms or whatever. That's not fair to them. So once again, man, um, more attention need to be brought to this in the silence 
from the the Latina community is deafening. That's crazy, you know, especially from um, my, my my Puerto Rican brothers and sisters who made sure that they wasn't you know confused with Dominicans. You know, we work. You know, we work. You know, and in the way that y'all you know snub your nose, whether whether quietly or even out loud at black people, you know, on welfare and all this kind of stuff or whatever. But it's okay for thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people that look and sound like you to come to this country with a handout. (coughs) Not saying people don't want to work, but in order to get to even a situation where you're given a job, not even have to qualify for a job or whatever, they're going to have to house you and your family. You don't have any money, so that, so someone's paying for that. So I, ju- I just want consistent energy when it comes to, you know, I'm not just saying, you know, I was saying about my people too, Scott. Well, speak up. Speak up, SA. Speak up. All right. Let's move on. Let's talk about these pronoun police. I thought it was, you know, an anomaly, a one of, you know, just certain people going out and, and being funny. But instead, this has become a thing where men dress up um, and drag and, and go to public places. Um, drive-throughs. I saw one video at an airport and they basically berate the clerk or the drive-through attendant because they said sir or he versus ma'am or she. I saw one at a Delta terminal in LaGuardia where they didn't show the interaction that I guess initiated um, the patron being upset, but I guess a manager stepped up and I guess they made the same mistake. And the manager said, Hey, you know, I apologize. Um, and it wasn't done on purpose. And then the patron began to then be condescending, into which the manager had enough. Like, I'm not going to even play these games. Would you like me to get on the Port Authority police to remove you or whatever? So um, I saw another one at a drive-thru where, you know, the drive-thru attention, I mean, come on, you know, they making $15, $16 an hour. They are not about those games. And trust me, most um restaurants look unless like that person threw a drink or stole some money or whatever if they somebody who show up they not getting fired it's hard to find good people and you're not gonna come and initiate some nonsense and think oh you just go call corporate and they gonna be like oh you gotta get rid of raheem or whatever it don't work like that so but they you know going on well you know kept referring to me as 
as a, a man or as a he or as a son. So the manager came to the window and the customer said, well, when you look at me, what do you see? And the manager was, he said, I see a man. He turned the camera and it was a man with a wig and lipstick on. So, and it's going to be some people that say it's not funny. Yes, the fuck it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Because I, I said this at the top of the show, this is not helping the cause at all. If you identify as transgender and want to be identified as a gender other than the one your birth, that's fine. But then getting so upset that a person that doesn't know you, know anything about you, doesn't immediately understand that, comprehend that, assume, and and then addresses you as such. And in this thing of like causing a scene, every time a, a man that a biological male that now wants to be identified as a female is referred to with the wrong pronoun. And I even saw one one young lady on, on social media, I won't call her name out, but, you know, I'm pretty cool with her, was said something that kind of made sense, but I was like, you're still missing the point of why the pronoun police thing is bad. And, and I'm paraphrasing, but it was like, you use feminine, um, I guess, qualities or traits to, um, to insult you know, non-masculine men, but you can't refer to, I guess, biological men um, or transgender men who want to be referred to as females. And I just, I'm a, you're missing the point. If if it was as simple as that, then the person that's being addressed incorrectly could find a way to educate the person that they're talking to. I saw one one situation on a plane where it was clearly a woman just had a baseball hat to the back and bought a ticket with a female name on it, but then wanted to be referred to as sir by the flight attendant. Now, how was how that fair? And then the flight attendant, rightfully so, said, "Well, I my he my um log says there's two females sitting in this seat, so in these seats. So if it's one male and one female, then I need to see the male." And um the the woman was like, "Well, you're looking at him. Like when you look at me, what do you see?" And I and he said, "I see a woman." And I'm I'm sitting there like, "What is wrong?" with what he just said and everything is wrong with that woman's posture i feel like 
people want people in the transgender community want to play victim so bad that they go out looking for trouble and looking for conflict and looking for issues and then say, see, I told you they don't they don't respect us. They don't respect anything about us or whatever. They won't even refer to us the way that we ask to be addressed. And it's like, well, how the hell do we know? So, uh, like, once again, um, the pronoun police, you are not helping the cause at all. You're hurting it. And um, it's not up to, to people to read people's minds. If you feel like um, people are ignorant to a cause or whatever, then educate them. But don't berate them, berate them or talk down to them because they're behaving and, I guess, addressing you or any other human in a way that they have been taught all their lives. All right. Um, Tasha K. I remember doing the whole Cardi B lawsuit. Um, I would comment on certain things, and then there would be men from um, down in, like, South, South Jersey, not Camden, you know, Burlington, Willingboro, y'all safe, I ain't talking about y'all, I'm talking, I'm talking about those folks right there along the, um, the Delaware Bay, and the Delaware River down there, right across from Delaware, um, you know, Salem County, um, um, Bridgerton, not talking about you, MJ, but down there in, 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 in those neck of the woods or, or, or whatever, you know, way down near whatever, you know, and, and not too far from Philly, so they really identify with with the Philly market or whatever, and she has a heavy following down there. Oh, it's crazy how grown men attacking, you know, a, a woman with kids just trying to make a living. That's between them, you know. People ain't got nothing to do with you, stay out of it, and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, and we would go back and forth, and then finally I just be like, Alan, let's do whatever. But my thing is, they found that Cardi was right. She a mom. And even when, you know, she was asked, when, when Tasha K was asked to stop, she didn't. And a judge ruled that she needs to pay up. And she should. And her crying broke and then getting on the internet laughing and joking and all of that kind of stuff. To me, is her basically giving a middle finger to Cardi, the system, and the judge who made who made the judgment. But when I say that she hasn't learned her lesson, Kevin Hart has just filed an extortion lawsuit against that same Tasha K. Um, it's alleged, but stated in the in the lawsuit that um, she contacted him, and I don't know if it was directly or through intermediaries or whatever, and said, "Hey, I got some, I got a a, a video that'll be very damning, damaging, and damning to your reputation, and if you gave me two hundred and fifty thousand, I won't air it." Um, a 10-minute clip from this interview 
was then aired on um, Tasha Kay's website and um, Kevin Hart's um, ex-assistant um, you know, went in about like infidelity, different business dealings, and you know, a lot of background dirt that only you know somebody real close or formerly close to him would know. Um, she is also being sued. Misha Shakes is the um, assistant for extortion, breach of contract, as well as um, invasion of privacy. My thing is, Tasha K could have been totally like, hey, somebody brought a story to me. But as soon as she went to Kevin Hart trying to get money to not air the story, that's where it's like, it's the same old, same old. I mean, her thing is gossip. So when people bring her stuff or whatever, know she trying she trying to um you know make you know she still got to make money to try to survive as well as pay to pay off these people or, or, or whatever so she gonna do her but as soon as she contact kevin hart you know talking about you know if you give me this quarter mil you know i act like i ain't even seen the story or whatever whatever you know that's where she she was wrong and i i think she don't even care anymore I think she feel like, yo, I don't even got enough money to pay Cardi. So what, what's another lawsuit? And and I think that's just basically how, how she carrying it. You know, like they can't take something from nothing. So like, what, what like, I, bas- I think she's basically saying, what do I have to lose? And whatever story come across, you know, I'm running with it. Like, um, you know, I already don't lost pretty much, you know, everything or whatever. So I got to hustle this money up and people love juicy gossip and I'm here to give it to them. And I think that's that's the type of time that she on. And um, until um, she's sanctioned in a way to where um, she believes that it's serious and it really, really affects her. She's going to keep on um, bringing people onto her platform to um, trash um, famous black people. So um, that's that. But that is my time. Appreciate y'all hanging out with me, man. Um, Don't forget to um, check out all the great podcasts on this network. The Black Male Podcast, Talking With E. Um, Life and Love, as well as Encourage and Inspire, which you are currently tuned in to Politrix. I'm your host, Guy. Once again, thank you.